0: Morning, it's July 25th and this is To My Liberal Friends. Well, tax policy is in for some big changes and who controls the White House and Congress after the 2024 elections are going to determine which directory the country takes with regard to taxes. And I say this because in 2016, Republicans passed a major tax reform bill, but what most Americans don't fully understand are the provisions in that tax bill expire in 2025. The reason is simple, because it was passed in the U.S. Senate under the reconciliation process. Anything passed using this budget rule quirk is for only the 10 years of a normal federal budget projection. Now, I've said over and over that both Republicans and Democrats have used this budget maneuver to pass legislation that would otherwise not be able to pass. Barack Obama used this process to pass the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, now known as Obamacare. This is what Republicans did in 2016 to pass the tax cuts and job acts of of 2017. Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats used this tactic to pass the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan that allowed the government to hand out stimulus checks. Now, I should point out to you that the only way either party can pass legislation using this budgetary process is to have control of both the White House and the Senate as well as the White House. Absent this full control the opposition party would stop the legislation in its tracks. In my opinion, it's an abuse of the process. It should not be permitted to be used to pass major pieces of legislation. Some of the provisions of that bill that will expire include the reduction of the top rate from 39% to 37%. Also, the cap on the state and local tax deduction, SALT, and the increase in the standard deduction. That means that Congress will have to enact another tax bill to cover the expiration of, of those provisions that they deem necessary. And that's why it's critical in the 2024 election as to who controls the House, Senate, and White House. Now, personally, I thought cutting the top rate from 39% to 37% was a mistake by Republicans. It only affected taxable income at that time over $600,000. That number's grown in the intervening years, and it now only affects income, taxable income, in excess of $693,750 for this tax year. This would be a tiny tax increase on a small number of people. By cutting the top rate, Republicans gave the Democrats a talking point that they have tried to hammer home ever since. And I think they should allow it to return to the 39% and tell the Democrats they're making the wealthy pay more. And I think they should also index the salt cap for inflation as higher home values act as a stimulus to higher property taxes. I think they should also index the $500,000 exclusion from capital gains when you sell a house. This would benefit too many middle-class families, especially couples, who are heading into retirement, are selling the family home that they purchased years ago, and now they have to watch the increase in value force them to pay capital gains when they're getting ready to buy the retirement home. And I believe there are many current Republicans in the House that are getting the message they have to turn the tables on the Democrats. They have to do something to change the message that voters hear from Democrats. With that in mind, I'm hearing they're preparing a year-end tax bill that would cut taxes for the average American for the middle class. One such proposal would be to increase the standard deduction by another $4,000 per couple. It's estimated this would benefit more than $100 million. Followers. Jason Smith, the chair of the Ways and Committee, says the largest percentage of help goes to people making less than $60,000. Well, people making between fifteen and 60000 would see their tax bills fall by t- between 3 and 15%. And that's according to con- congressional nonpartisan scorekeepers. For many, that would translate to a couple hundred dollars annually. Because it would reduce the number of itemizers, the plan has the additional political benefit for Republicans of shaving the share of people which still claim the state and local tax deduction, an issue that has bollocks them and confused them as much as Democrats. Now, this is an important issue because Republicans want some key, states, key seats in states that are most heavily affected by the salt limitation of 10 grand. A group of moderate Republicans are demanding that some relief on the salt limits be included in any bill and they formed what's known as the SALT Caucus. Democrats, they're not interested in any proposal to cut taxes for the middle class. They are fully invested in giving rebates to non-taxpayers. They want to expand tax credits so they can be viewed as the party sending checks to people. Therefore, those people should vote for them. Increasing the child tax credit is their preferred method of tax policy. But Chairman Smith sees the bigger picture. He knows that the change would benefit about 65% of all filers and notes correctly that many of them do not have children, so they cannot avail themselves of a tax credit that only applies to children. He correctly asked an important question. What about seniors who are in need of tax relief? Everyone needs help, not just those with children. On a personal note, I should note I have a few CPAs in the family, so this might impact their business, but it would allow more people to avoid having to keep track of itemized deductions since they would be filing the short form on their tax returns. But all these tax issues can cause a problem for Speaker McCarthy. He would like to do a tax bill before the end of the year, but the division within his own caucus creates problems for him. He needs the votes of more conservative members who oppose any change in the salt language, and he will also need the support of moderates who need some form of compromise to appease their voters back home. This internal squabbling among Republicans has brought much of their agenda to a slow halt. From my perspective, it is the far right of the party, mostly members who come from ruby-red districts, so they can act any way they want, who call anything that does not tow their conservative line rhinos. And I detest that term because a Republican in Maine is very different from a Republican in Alabama. What the right loses sight of is how to maintain majorities and thus control the agenda. I sometimes think some of them would rather be the minority than acknowledge that some of their fellow caucus members have to campaign on different issues and different standards. This has been to my liberal friends. Thanks for listening today.